0: Hello, and welcome to Embracing Abundance. I'm your host, Peyton Clark, and I truly believe that each one of us, especially you, holds the potential for abundant living. Together, we'll dive into physical health, nutrition, mental wellness, spiritual growth, and financial wisdom. I'm devoted to unpacking the knowledge behind these areas, giving you tangible takeaways for everyday life. Each episode draws you closer to understanding how to live a life full of abundance. So whether you're sipping on your morning coffee, on a long drive, or winding down for the day, let's journey towards unlocking your fullest potential. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Embracing Abundance, where we talk all about the tips and knowledge that you need to get one step closer to living a more abundant, healthier life. In today's episode, we'll be talking about diets and trends that we see online marketed as healthy and addressing how they're actually the opposite why we shouldn't be following these trends and what to do instead so that you can feel healthy, heal your body and lose weight for good. Not just temporarily. We want to avoid the restrictive soul sucking cycle of dieting. Each one of these are super popular, and to this day, I still see all of these diets being marketed on my For You page, and I also talk with people on a weekly basis that have or are currently doing one or more of these, but just because they're popular online doesn't mean that they're healthy for you. So let's jump into the first one, detox teas and juices. These products have exploded in popularity thanks to heavy marketing, celebrity endorsements, and a growing public interest in quick health solutions. So they're often portrayed as essential for anyone looking to cleanse their body or jumpstart a healthier lifestyle. And they come with big promises, rapid weight loss, toxin removal, improved digestion, and a boost in energy. But let's get real about what's actually going on with these detox teas. So first off, the concept of needing to detoxify our bodies through special teas and juices is fundamentally flawed our bodies particularly our liver and kidneys are already made to detoxify and the idea that we need external products to cleanse our bodies simply isn't supported by science. And many of these teas contain laxatives. So sure, you might lose some weight initially, but it's mostly water and waste, not fat that you're losing. So this isn't just ineffective for long-term weight loss, but this can also lead to an unhealthy cycle of yo-yo dieting and can be harmful for our bodies, leading to dehydration, electrolyte imbalances, and gastrointestinal issues. Had trouble saying that word for a second. And if you're using these products frequently, you might end up disrupting your body's natural digestion and even become dependent on laxatives for regular bowel movements. And that just doesn't sound fun to me. Then there's the issue with detox juices. So they're often low in protein and other essential nutrients and relying on them too heavily can lead to muscle loss, a reduced metabolic rate and nutritional deficiencies. And we can also not forget about the psychological impact that these teas and juices have on us. And the marketing of these products often promotes unrealistic body standards, which is just contributing to unhealthy body image and disordered eating patterns. Plus, They're just expensive, and given the lack of proven benefits and the potential risks, it's hard to justify the cost, in my opinion. So what should we do instead of relying on these detox products? We need to focus on supporting our body's natural detoxification systems, mainly our liver and kidneys. And these organs are very efficient at filtering out toxins from our blood, but they really need the right environment to do their job effectively. So first, we need to understand how to support our liver and our kidneys. The liver filters toxins from the blood, breaking them down before they can harm us, and the kidneys are constantly filtering our blood, removing waste and controlling fluid balance. To support them, we need to stay hydrated and eat a nutrient-rich diet. So we need to include foods that are known to support liver health, such as leafy greens, berries, nuts, seeds. These foods provide antioxidants and nutrients that aid the liver in detoxification processes. Also, a diet rich in fruits, vegetables, whole grains, lean proteins and healthy fats, gives the kidneys the right balance of nutrients and electrolytes to function optimally. Drinking enough water is crucial for our kidney health. Water helps to flush out waste products from your body, aiding your kidneys in their vital filtering role. And also physical activity increases blood flow, which helps to filter toxins through the liver and kidneys more effectively. Plus, when you sweat, you excrete certain waste products, which is just another form of detoxification. So by focusing on these aspects, we're not only ditching the ineffective and potentially harmful methods of detox teas and juices, but we're also adopting a lifestyle that genuinely enhances our body's natural detoxification processes. Next trend we're gonna bust is the keto diet. The keto diet got super popular because of its claims for rapid weight loss and improved energy. And the idea behind keto is really simple. You slash your carb intake, bump up the fats, and then your body shifts into a state called ketosis, a metabolic state where fat rather than glucose becomes the primary source of energy. This process also leads to reduced insulin levels and increased fat burning. But let's break down what's happening here and why it might not be the best diet for you, especially for women. The keto diet is incredibly restrictive. Cutting out a whole food group means you're likely missing out on essential nutrients. For instance, fruits and whole grains are rich in dietary fiber, which is crucial for digestive health. They're also packed with vitamins like vitamin C and B vitamins and minerals such as potassium and magnesium. A deficiency in these nutrients can lead to various health issues, including poor digestive health, decreased immune function, and reduced energy levels. Then there's the impact on women's hormonal balance. Messing with your carb intake can throw your menstrual cycle out of whack, and there are potential implications for fertility. Carbohydrates play a big role in regulating menstrual cycles and overall hormonal balance, and they impact the release of leptin, a hormone that regulates appetite and menstrual regularity. So when carb intake drops significantly, as it does in the keto diet, leptin levels can plummet, and this can lead to irregular periods or even the absence of menstruation, which is a red flag for reproductive productive health. On this diet, you might drop pounds initially, but this quick weight loss isn't sustainable in the long run. The keto diet's carb restriction makes it one of the most challenging diets to stick to long term. The human body naturally craves a balance of macronutrients, including carbohydrates for optimal function. By depriving it of a major energy source, the keto diet can lead to intense cravings and a sense of deprivation. This really isn't just about willpower, it's just how we were made. Our bodies are hardwired to seek out energy sources and when we deny ourselves carbohydrates, the cravings kick in, often leading to binge eating or a complete rebound back to carb-heavy eating. This yo-yo effect can wreak havoc on our metabolism and mental health, turning what is pitched as a health journey into a harmful cycle of guilt and failure. There's also a concern about heart health. A diet high in saturated fats, which is often the case with keto as it emphasizes fats over other nutrients, is linked to increased levels of LDL cholesterol, which is the bad cholesterol. High LDL cholesterol is a well-known risk factor for heart disease. And while some proponents of keto argue that it can improve cholesterol levels by increasing HDL, which is the good cholesterol, the overall impact on heart health remains pretty controversial. The American Heart Association has consistently warned against diets high in saturated fat, emphasizing the potential long-term risk to heart health. And lastly, the psychological implications of the keto diet are often overlooked. The diet's strict rules can contribute to an unhealthy relationship with food, leading to obsessive behaviors or fixation on what is or isn't allowed. And this can be particularly triggering for those with a history of disordered eating. Furthermore, the pressure to maintain such a restrictive diet can lead to feelings of guilt or failure, especially when the promised results don't materialize or the diet proves too difficult to maintain. And mental health is a huge part of your overall well-being, and any diet that negatively impacts it needs to be reconsidered. So with that said, what should we do instead? Well, we really wanna get your body into a primed and healed state with a diet that includes a variety of fruits, vegetables, whole grains, lean proteins, and healthy fats. And this gives your body the mix of nutrients that it needs. And high quality nutrient dense carbs are your friends. They provide energy and they're vital for your overall health. The keto diet might sound like a quick fix, but the key to lasting health Doesn't lie in extreme dietary changes. It's about finding balance Variety and a way of eating that you can sustain in the long run that makes you feel your best and that can support your body's functions and needs Let's talk now about intermittent fasting Intermittent fasting isn't so much about what you eat, but when you eat, and the principle behind intermittent fasting is to create a calorie deficit, which can lead to weight loss by limiting the window of time during which you consume food, and the fasting period is said to push the body to use stored fat for energy, supposedly leading to more weight loss and improved metabolic health. Now, I may get some hate for saying I'm not a fan of this diet because, like all of these trends, it works for some people, but I do want to share why I don't love it and why I wouldn't do it myself. So I want to start with why I think skipping breakfast is a concern. And let's say that in this intermittent fasting diet, you have a window of 12 to 6 in order to eat. When we wake up in the morning, our body is essentially breaking a fast from the night. During sleep, our body works on repairing and rejuvenating, and by morning, it needs fuel to kickstart the day. Breakfast replenishes our glucose, which is our brain and muscles' main energy source. Now, when you delay eating for five to six hours after waking, it sends certain signals to the body. The first signal is a stress response. The body senses a lack of energy intake and starts producing cortisol, the stress hormone, to manage this crisis. This increase in cortisol can disrupt hormonal balance, particularly impacting women, For women, the hormonal balance is delicate and deeply interconnected with our reproductive health. The stress caused by delaying eating can lead to irregular menstrual cycles, impact ovulation, and this is just because the body prioritizes survival over reproductive functions when it senses stress. In men, while the hormonal impact is less directly tied to reproductive health, the stress response can still lead to issues like increased appetite later in the day, poor insulin sensitivity, and an imbalance in hormones like testosterone, which can affect muscle maintenance and overall energy levels. Metabolically speaking, delaying the first meal disrupts our natural circadian rhythms. Our metabolism is wired to be more efficient during the first half of the day. By skipping breakfast, we're not leveraging this metabolic efficiency, which can lead to lower energy levels and even long-term metabolic slowdown. This is particularly crucial for women as they are more sensitive to changes in energy balance and more prone to metabolic disruptions. Another point to consider is how sustainable intermittent fasting really is in the long run. It requires a lot of discipline and can lead to social isolation, as meals are such a big part of our social lives. And the whole premise of intermittent fasting is to put you in a deficit by reducing the time frames of when you should eat. So, overall, it's not really the diet that's creating results, it's the calorie deficit. So, instead, you can ditch the time frames, spread out your meals, pick more filling meals that keep you satisfied for longer periods of time, maintain a calorie deficit, and you'll be supporting your hormones, supporting your metabolism, and reducing your cortisol all and kickstarting your energy for the day. Our fourth trend that we're going to debunk is low calorie diets. Low calorie diets are pretty straightforward. Eat fewer calories than your body uses and you'll lose weight. And this approach became popular as it simplified weight loss into a basic math problem, calories in versus calories out. And with all the apps and programs out there, counting every calorie is super easy to start doing. But here's where things get tricky, especially for us women. When you cut down on calories too much, you're not just losing weight, you're also potentially missing out on essential nutrients. Women have specific nutritional needs, iron, calcium, vitamin D, folate, and reducing calories too far means most of the time reducing the amount you're getting of these nutrients. And then there's also the impact on your metabolism that low calorie diets have. Our bodies are smart, and when they sense a prolonged calorie deficit, they adapt by slowing down the metabolic rate to conserve energy. The body adapts to the reduced calorie intake by becoming more efficient, which means burning fewer calories. And this adaptation can lead to frustrating plateaus in weight loss and make maintaining weight loss even harder in the long run. The hormonal effects are another major concern. Severe calorie restriction can throw our hormones out of balance, affecting everything from menstrual cycles to fertility. And when you're on a low calorie diet, eating too few calories often leads to increased hunger and more intense cravings. And this is just our body's natural response to deprivation. When your body feels starved, it ramps up hunger signals urging you to eat, and this can quickly lead to what's known as the restrict binge cycle. Here's how it works. You start with restriction, cutting calories drastically. Your body responds by increasing hunger and often cravings for high-calorie foods. Eventually, the urge to eat becomes overwhelming, leading to binge eating episodes where you consume much more than you would in a normal setting. It's just a biological and psychological response to the deprivation experienced during the restriction phase and this cycle is not only harmful to your physical health but also very harmful to your mental well-being it can foster feelings of guilt shame and failure exasperating an unhealthy relationship with food and the irony is in trying to control your intake strictly you may end up consuming more calories in the long run than if you had just adopted a more balanced approach to eating from the start. Not to mention, this cycle can lead to emotional distress and disrupt your body's natural cues of hunger and fullness, making it harder to maintain a healthy diet and lifestyle in the future. Instead of obsessing over calories, focus on the quality of your food. Choose whole, unprocessed foods that are rich in nutrients. Listen to your body, eat when you're hungry, stop when you're full. Lastly, we'll be covering the apple cider vinegar trend for weight loss. This has made its way into the spotlight as part of the natural health movement. It's been praised all over social media and health circles for its supposed ability to help you shed pounds. And the idea is that apple cider vinegar can boost weight loss by suppressing appetite, improving metabolism, and reducing fat storage. The theory is that apple cider vinegar contains acetic acid, which is believed to have these weight loss properties. It's said to slow stomach emptying, enhance the feeling of fullness, and reduce the glycemic index of foods, leading to less. Blood sugar spikes. Apple cider vinegar is highly acidic and regular consumption of this, especially in its undiluted form, can lead to erosion of tooth enamel. This acidity can also irritate your throat and stomach lining, leading to discomfort and in some cases real digestive distress. This is particularly concerning for those who already have sensitive stomachs or conditions like acid reflux or ulcers and Apple cider vinegar can only exasperate these issues, leading to increased discomfort and potential digestive problems. It can also cause unrealistic weight loss expectations. While some studies suggest a modest benefit of apple cider vinegar in weight management, it's crucial to understand these are not substantial and relying on it as a primary method for losing weight is like putting a band-aid on a broken arm you're not addressing the root causes or mechanisms of weight gain and obesity such as dietary habits physical activity levels and metabolic health This over-reliance on apple cider vinegar can set you up for disappointment because when people don't see the dramatic results often promised by sensationalized health claims, it can lead to frustration and a sense of failure. So instead of finding the next quick fix or Band-Aid, focus on the basics. A balanced diet filled with a variety of nutrients, regular physical activity, mindful eating practices, and overall healthy lifestyle choices like getting enough sleep and managing stress, These are the real keys to sustainable weight loss and health. As we wrap up today's episode, let's take a moment to reflect on the common thread running through everything that we've discussed, detox teas and juices, the keto diet, intermittent fasting, low-calorie diets, and apple cider vinegar for weight loss, which is chasing quick fixes. Each of these trends promise rapid results with minimal effort. They tap into our desire for instant gratification, the hope that there's a shortcut to our health and wellness goals. But as we've seen, these methods often fall short in the long run. They can lead to health issues, nutrient deficiencies, hormonal imbalances, and ultimately, disappointment. The truth is there's no magic bullet for health and weight loss. The real secret, if we can even call it a secret, is far less sexy, but infinitely more effective. It's about embracing the basics, a balanced diet, rich in nutrients, regular physical activity, adequate hydration, enough sleep, and managing your stress. It's about making small, sustainable changes that add up over time. So as we conclude, I encourage you to shift your focus and instead of looking for the next big thing in diets or health fads, look at the small changes that you can make every day. Nourish your body, move it care for it, and give it the time that it needs to transform. All right, guys, that's all I have for you today. I hope you enjoyed and found this valuable, and hopefully I debunked one of the common trends that you've been curious about. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with someone that you think might enjoy as well and might find value from it as well, and leave a review on Apple Podcasts. It seriously helps us out so much, so I'd really appreciate if you can do that. But until next time, talk to you guys later. Thank you for joining me today on Embracing Abundance. It's been a joy sharing this space and journey with you. And if today's episode resonated with you, I'd be so grateful if you could take a moment to leave a review, share it on social media, or with someone you think would benefit from it. For more insights, daily inspiration, and just more about my life, connect with me over on Instagram at TrainerPayton. Stay inspired, stay abundant, and I'll talk to you in the next episode.